Welcome to episode six. Why am I even doing this episode? I had an epiphany. Now I can't remember if it was last night or this morning, but I had an epiphany about ask culture versus guest culture and how in my life it may have contributed to me being codependent and not being able to actually get clear information from my intuition. So let me explain. First of all, what is ask culture versus guest culture? culture. I read about this, I was at a message board or some social media platform. There, there was a bunch of people discussing stuff and a husband and wife have like a upscale apartment in New York. And this was back in the day. And I think that the wife's friend, uh, somebody maybe she grew up with, but didn't know that well. But every once in a while she'd say, Hey, I'm coming to New York. I'd like to stay at your, uh, I'd like to stay at your apartment something like that. And and there was this, this brouhaha about that's so rude. That's so rude. And this and that and the other thing. And there was this, all this discussion going on about how do you deal with folks, you know, and, and there's one post just, I mean, it was like, what? just like really stuck out to me. And somebody said, it sounds like this is the difference between ask culture and guest culture. And ask culture means you ask for what you want. And if the person doesn't want to give it to you, you say, okay, I mean, theoretically. So you say, hey, I'd like to stay at your place in New York. And then they say, no, that's not going to work for us. And then you go, okay. Or, hey, I'm hungry. I'm at your house. I'm hungry. Do you have any snacks? Like, uh, yeah, I've got some snacks. I'll get you some snacks. Okay. The, the ask culture is this whole thing about you just ask for what you want. And then the other person can say yes or no. And, and theoretically, nobody's supposed to be upset about it. Guest culture is not that. Guest culture is you sort of hint at things so that the other person can uh, infer what it is that you might be wanting, right? So for example, if you're at somebody's house and they don't have the heat up really high and it's winter and you're cold and you're visiting, you in ask culture would say, hey, it's really cold in here. Can we turn up the heat or turn on the fireplace or something? And guest culture would be like, wow, it's 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 a really cold winter. Yes. Well, it's 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 a little bit chilly in here. Right? <laughs> da, 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 da. Like and then the conversation would continue from there. Guest culture might be like, hey, what you know, um, what are you doing on on Friday night? Instead of ask culture, Hey, I need babysitting on Friday night. <laughs> can you, can you babysit my kids? Guest culture is more, Oh, are you busy? On, what are you doing on Friday night? And when they tell you what it is, it's like, Oh, you know, the thing about guest culture is, is that the idea then is, is that you don't want to put anybody out. So you're just going to kind of throw something out there as a way to determine whether or not the environment is okay for you to continue the discussion to eventually get to an ask or to not even have to ask at all because the other person will offer. So you're, you're putting things out there so that the other person can offer. Now, if the other person offers, it means the other person is willing or wants to do it. And then you can say yes to the offer. The thing is, I am, I personally am so ask culture. It never occurs to me to, to do guest culture communication at all, ever. I'm like, hey, and, and when people come into my house, I'm like, listen, if you're hungry, ask for food. If you're thirsty, please ask for stuff because otherwise you're just going to be hungry and thirsty. 
Um, I ask for things. If people say no, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like it never, never, never occurs to me. And I am so ask culture that true story. I don't know how many years this went by. Somebody in my house would say, hey, the garbage is really full, which in guest culture means take out the garbage. It never occurred to me that's what they were saying. That part of my brain was just like, didn't didn't connect the dots. And they'd say, the garbage is really full. And I would look at it, I'd be like, oh my gosh, it really is. Check out that garbage. Oh my gosh. How many more things can we shove in there? Or look at how many things people are shoving in there. There wasn't any part of me that was trying to get out of the work of taking out the garbage. I just didn't turn that guest culture statement into an ask. And the other person was like thinking that I was, you know, just trying to shirk my garbage duties until eventually they said, well, you take out the garbage. And then I was like, yeah, sure. Like, wait a minute. And this started to unwind this, this, this place of communication between us where it's like, oh, you have to ask Alora for things. It's like, yes, you do. If you say, hey, can you take out the garbage? I'm like, great. If you say, hey, the garbage is full, I don't, I don't, I don't even notice it. Then we started going around the people that we care about and most interact with to say, oh my gosh, are you ask culture or are you guest culture? Now, guest culture works if everybody in the culture grew up in the culture. So like, say you had a tribe or something and everybody in it was so intimately connected and they knew they had a way of life. They had a routine. Everybody knew each, each other's roles. It was sort of a small, you know, I don't say smaller, but I'm assuming a smaller society, right? Guest culture works because if you say something like, you know, oh, the berries are ripe, you know, oh, it's time to pick the berries. Why? Because it's a part of a whole societal ritual that around this time of year the berries get picked every year for the tribe so it's it's really very tribal in that way i'm not saying ask ask culture can't be tribal that's what i'm assuming now at this point i'm, I'm extrapolating and i'm i'm just sort of giving examples of it but here's the thing when i hang out with people who are guest culture it is a it's work for me now I can law of attraction change that and be like, it's awesome. It's easy for me. But right now where I'm at in my journey with this, it's work for me to take what they're saying and translating it. So if I know I'm hanging out with a, a guest culture person that I, whom I adore and I want to make sure that we're moving through things, I find myself tuning into them a lot, like trying to guess what are you thinking? What do they mean by that? Are they asking me for something? Are we okay? Like, are they okay? Like, is there something I'm missing? And I find myself tuning into them a lot. And this is the epiphany that I had recently. The epiphany was that, oh my gosh, I grew up with this a bit. There were people in my close relationships, like my, you know, familiar relationships that were guest culture. And I'm so ask culture that I think that I can, I can picture myself now intuitively and vibrationally tuning into that person to try and navigate what it is that they might be wanting from me. And for, and my, for me, a lot of codependency developed. This pattern from a young age of tuning into the other person first, tuning into the other person most, tuning into the other person constantly, tuning into the other person so that I, got, I didn't get in trouble for not doing something that it was implied that I do, that I didn't figure out I was supposed to do, getting in trouble for things. I, Looking back, I probably got in trouble for a lot of things I didn't even know they were asking me to do because they didn't flat out ask me. They were implying it and they assumed that by applying it, 
I would know to do it, right? Back to the garbage, um, taking out the garbage example. I just started replaying. Oh my, I had this, you ever have that? Your whole life sort of reframes. And then I thought, oh, I'm such a sensitive person and I'm such a vibrationally sensitive person that not understanding that these are two different communication types, not understanding that some people I've talked to were like, yeah, I've just always been a guest culture person. Everybody else in my family is an ask culture person, or it might be the opposite. Everybody's an um, guest culture, but there's one ask culture person. So even though we're calling it culture, people might be born or just naturally have a communication style that's one or the other, even though everybody else in their community or in their group or whatever is primarily or mostly in a different way. Now you can see how this can cause, I mean, the the guest culture folks might end up with resentment. I'm clearly asking for things and nobody's helping me. They just don't want to help with people actually not knowing what they're asking, but it could go the other way around. The guest culture people could also be feeling that the, the ask culture people are just rude. How could they come right out and ask that? That is so rude. That is so um, assuming. And that is so imposing because now they're making me have to answer them directly. But I don't usually talk about these things directly. I talk about them from a more, I guess, culture way. They're putting me on the spot. And the ask culture people might be like, these people are, are trying to manipulate me. They're trying to talk around things instead of just asking me, what's the ulterior motive, right? And if I ask them for things directly, they get all offended, so I don't know what to do. Anyway, I, this just knowing this might save some, <laughs> save some relationships and really make some marriages better and families better and relationships better. But to go back to your intuition, think about that from an intuitive thing. So say you are a guest culture person. And having big asks feels abrasive. Say you're sensitive. It feels like you're being, at any moment, you could be jumped on or pounced on with an ask and get get put on the spot. Would you then try and protect yourself? Would you then find yourself tuning away from a person or tuning into yourself? Would you start to develop any patterns where you think that communication or the world is not a safe place to be? Would that in any way make it so that you don't tune around, which means you don't even tune up to source or you don't tune up to yourself because you're just trying to close, close in and make sure you're okay. Now, ask culture, right? The other way you could be like, if you're ask culture around a guest culture, oh my gosh, right? I have to tune into these people so much to know what they're doing. Now you're not tuning in the source. I have to tune in so much to know what they're doing. That's where this codependency comes. In law of attraction land, in intuition, but 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 really in law of attraction land, you cannot manifest if you're codependent. You cannot listen to act on and move forward in your highest calling if you get everybody else's billboards and you know stories and wants and things around you. You just can't. So what do we do now, right? Well, if you got little ones in your life, talk about this really cool concept and say, hey, do you know if you're having communication problems with with someone, the first thing to say maybe is, are they ask culture or are they guest culture? There's no judgment about it. 
There's not like one's better than the other. They're just different. Just like there's, you know, all sorts of differences in, in people. But once we know this, we can get more clear about it. Now, can I learn ways to talk to a guest culture person to navigate, you know, in a beautiful way with them? Of course, I can intend that. Um, vice versa, if I'm guest culture, can I learn how to appreciate or soften for myself the ask culture person or can I laugh, laugh about their big asks? Can I ask, you know, train myself and invite myself to say, wow, you're giving me a direct ask. Let me think about that and then I'll get back to you because I need a little bit of time to process things. Is there a way that we can be in harmony? Heck yes. Always, 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 right? So in both of the cases, how do we be who we are, right? How do we honor how we naturally communicate? How do we learn how to communicate in these different ways for our highest good? How do we continue to tune into ourselves and to tune into source while we navigate these things? What I realized is, is that for me as an ask culture person, a sensitive person, when I get around a guest culture person and I want to tune into them to make sure I'm okay, that's a habit. It's a habit that I got from growing up, not knowing that my habit that would best serve me would be to tune into source or tune into my greatest self, my higher self, my soul first. So when I find myself really leaning into this person and um, sort of micromanaging that or even being worried, I go, whoop, Source knows how to navigate this relationship. Source knows everything. Source knows how to guide me. Source knows how to help me uh, prioritize or know what, you know, everything. The flow, the communication, everything, right? And I can relax in source knowing that these relationships, all my relationships, including my guest culture relationships, are going to be thriving and well-tended. I feel like a little, a, a big healing, a little healing in my little self when I say that because I never thought about it in that way before. And if you're guest culture, you can say, I can still tune into source. I can still tune into myself, even while I'm around ask culture people, because just because they ask doesn't mean I have to absorb that or harmonize with that, or not harmonize, absorb with or dive into or get derailed by that strong ask. I don't have to let the strong energy of that ask derail me. I can let it wash over me and I can still be connected to who I am. And I can either answer then or I can say I'm going to answer when I have t- when I when I am more connected. Either way, like I can hold my ballast. I can hold my connection. I can hold my truth. I can hold the way I cycle through and move through communication while I'm with an ask culture person. Why? Because closing in doesn't work as well as, never as well as, tuning into source. How has this trained you? I mean, go back through your relationships. Go back through who raised you? Who did you live with? Who were your primary friendships? Who were your primary love relationships? Who were you dating? Who are you married to now? If you have kids, what are your kids? Is there a boss or a person at work, right? Who is one of these or the other? Like put them all down, no judgment, but like put them all down and then say, oh my gosh, when I think about that person or I try to interact with that person, am I having any knee jerk, energetic, 
or intuitive reactions because of this? Am I trained around this person to not be tuned into source more often than maybe somebody else who's, who's different culture of ask or guess? If I found a way to feel comfortable in both of these cultures, how much of my intuition would be released from this middle ground of tuning into people to be freed up to receive the messages from my soul and source. Oh, if I tuned into this, how much of my relationships would clear up? If I tune into this, if I sorted through this, how much of myself would I heal about who I am, about how I how I think or communicate, about how I respond to things? How much more can I love myself and 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 in that way accept myself, right? Love myself. How much more then of what it is that I'm wanting to manifest will come to me because of this? This this type of stuff where we take this personal growth, right? Things that we learn about people and personalities. And I might learn about all sorts of stuff. But then we come back and we say, if intuition is really the translation of energy and focus. And we come back and we reapply what we're learning about people and relationships and interaction and say, okay, how did that inform or, or guide, or derail, or ingrain, or um, create habits in how I'm trying to intuit now. <laughs> right? If the goal is to receive in clear intuitive messages, there's a clear, as clear as you could make it, a clear enough path for those intuitive messages to come, you know, happily hopping down, (laughs) strolling, swirling, swimming, flying, smiling down to reach you, right? How much gets cleared up? Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) 